0: So welcome, welcome back. I'm Chris Spinner, and you're in the Wish House, the upside down, crazy, topsy-turvy Wish House. When I started this podcast, I said, it's the place you're going to come to find joy. It's the place you're going to come to find comfort. It's the place you're going to come to find all sorts of eclectic topics. I wasn't kidding. This is my return from a little bit of a hiatus. It's called Aging parents, not for the faint of heart. Okay, actually, it's not called that. But that's what has been keeping me away from consistent podcasting and bringing my message consistently. But it came to me this afternoon that I probably should simply pop on and start narrating my life in my podcasts so that people can get a feel for who I am and what I'm up against. And I bet you find yourself in pieces of what I'm experiencing of what I'm going through. So at present, this is what's happening in my life. I look at my life like a triangle. And there's three different people on each point of the triangle. On one point, there's me. On one point, there's my mom. And on one point, there's my son, Anthony. So let me give you a little bit of a synopsis. Let's go to my mom first. My mom is elderly. She's ailing. I live two hours away. And I'm the only one left in our immediate family. Dad's been gone 23 years. My brother's been gone six years. So it's just me and my mom. And I'm blessed with an incredible group of first cousins. I don't even know what to say about these people, their generosity, their love. They're just simply incredible people and the support that they've shown me throughout this, throughout my life, especially on my journey with my son, has been absolutely one of the biggest blessings in my life. All of my cousins have lost their parents, except for one set whose mom is still living. She's a sister-in-law to my mom, also ailing. My mother is the last living of seven. There were five brothers, two sisters, including my mom. And again, the fact that my cousins are willing to step up and help and be of support to me and my mother After they collectively have done this twice, right, they've done it for their mom and their dad, already been through these kind of scenarios, it really is an an unbelievable um, blessing in my life. I already said that, but I could say it six more times. But there's been so many appointments as of late, doctor's appointments and caregiver appointments and agency appointments. And so there are days I'm driving two hours out, two hours back, or I'm staying over, and taking care of biz, as they say. So that's one point of the triangle. Plus it's coming with so much emotion. I mean, I think I might just do a podcast about that um, at another date. But those of you who have gone through this, you know, those of you who are caring for or actively involved in an aging parent's life, there's so many emotions that you're feeling, you know, there's sadness And then in so many of our cases, there are unresolved traumas that have been there your whole life in your psyche, and they come to a real forefront in these instances, and it's simply like a clothes dryer tumbling of emotions. And all of that tumbling on your plate would be enough if that was the only thing you had to be dealing with. But in most of our instances, it's not. And in my instance, it's definitely not. So there's one point of the triangle. So let's move on to another point of the triangle. And that is my beautiful, wonderful son, Anthony, who is 27 years old and autistic. Now, Anthony lives in the most incredible community, Truly a life-changing, nationwide, renowned community for people with complex, differing abilities of all kind. And once Anthony moved into that community, I followed not too far behind. In the beginning, he was only about an hour and a half away from where I was living at the time. I was still teaching teaching. So I saw him on weekends and on vacations, and there was so much time allotted for me to pop up and be a part of his life because Anthony is my life. Again, another topic for another podcast. However, I did move Lock, Stock and Barrel to a new community, to a new county, to live near him, which is my absolute pleasure to do. And surprisingly, it turned out to be, again, one of the best moves of my life. I already feel like I've lived here my whole life. Yet, even though Anthony is part of an incredible community with wonderful opportunity, I'm still the most integral part of his life. I'm his advocate. I'm his mom. And so his daily life and his overall existence are part of what I do. We always say, Anthony and Mom, a team established 1995. And there's so many layers to the Anthony story, past and present. But suffice to say, there's another point on my triangle. Which brings us to the third point of my triangle. Me. Yeah, little old me. With my piles of goals and plans and dreams and aspirations. And now, no clear-cut path to do what I want to do to create what I want to create, to make happen what I want to make happen. And I'm such an organized lesson plan, list making, educator kind of gal. I need to see things in chunks of time or at least uninterrupted chunks of time. So I want three days straight to work on the things that I need to work on or I want to work on or to develop my passion and creativity And it's just not a thing recently. There's also the self-care piece to this that I didn't know was so important until the pandemic. I think I mentioned before that while we were in quarantine, I feel like I went through some sort of personal renaissance. And a lot of it was hard to go through, but the end result for me was really very positive. And one of the things I found out in that, section of quarantine time was how important self-care is. I actually think first I discovered what self-care is, and then I discovered the need for self-care. And then I discovered the need for giving ourselves permission to rest or give ourselves permission to do what we feel we need to do to reset or to regroup. And so now that I know that's a thing, I crave it, and I have to have it. And I've set up my home, and I've set up my surroundings, and I've set up my mindset to incorporate that as a thing. And I believe I've fallen in love with that whole concept because I didn't have it my whole life. I didn't know about that as a child. I didn't know about that as an adolescent. And once I hit adulthood, I had absolutely no idea about that. And once Anthony was born and my story unfolded in quite a different way than I thought it was going to unfold, and I found myself a single mom of an autistic child who was four years old, three, four years old at the time, there was no time for self-care, absolutely no time for myself in that whole journey. And so I think I went all the way until the pandemic and then kind of crashed into it but regardless, now I need it. We all need it. And if you're not getting it, we have to talk about that as well. So this is a lot, the mother, the son, the self. It's like when I was in middle school, we used to do like outlines. Do you remember that? Where you had to like, you'd read a story or something, or you would read an article and you had to make an outline. You know, you put the little subject and then underneath that came numbers or something. And underneath that came like little letters and everything had like a little subset of ideas. Like that's how all the points of my triangle are as well. It's not just simply, okay, mom is aging, Anthony's autistic, I'm looking to create and have some self-care. It's that in each of those triangle points, there's that outline, there's those number things and then there's those like little letter things and everything has a subset. There's so many different things going on In those points, in those columns, in the mom column, in the Anthony column, and in the me column, that I'm stretched, and then I'm overwhelmed, and I can't seem to get myself on a even, solid, stable playing field. But as you're getting to know me, you're going to know what my next thought process always is. So it's, what am I being taught from this experience? What can I learn from this experience? And it's a little hard to learn stuff when you're on the treadmill and there's really not a stopping of this treadmill. Like you hop off for a second, but then somehow you have to hop right back on. So I'm trying to carve out in between, you know, going from point to point, the time to settle into what the hell is this point in my life trying to teach me? Because honestly, I did not think that this was gonna be 63. I didn't think that. I mean, why not, right? I mean, who am I not to have this to be my 63? But um, I just had envisioned it going so much more smoothly than it actually is. But maybe that's the podcast, but maybe that's the story, but maybe that's the authenticity and the genuineness of what I'm speaking is that I'm living what most of you are living or will live or are experiencing maybe with different points of your triangle. Maybe it's figuring out what this is all about and then being able to communicate it to you so that we can all kind of hold hands and kumbaya and work through this together. Today, I found a pretty meme on Pinterest, and I posted it on my Facebook page, and it says, breathe, learn, let go. And when I posted it, I captioned it, such a challenge. But I think that is the challenge. I think that is the lesson. I think that's simply what I'm supposed to be getting from this experience. I need to breathe, I need to learn, and I need to let go. And I thought I mastered that. I really did. I mean, I probably mastered pieces of that, but here it is again, coming to remind me through a little pretty meme in Pinterest, just a little random scroll through Pinterest. And somehow the universe is speaking to me and saying, listen, honey, breathe, learn, and let go. So in the moment I saw it, it's a pretty little picture too. It's it's a woman's arm kind of reaching up toward the sky and there is a moon behind her arm and she's caressing little pieces of moon and star and leaves from a tree. It's quite ethereal and sensual and feminine and breathe, learn, let go. And it appealed to me. It appealed to me because... It was a reminder that in the letting go is where all the good stuff is going to be found. I need to let go and I need to stop controlling. Controlling for me, if you say to me, describe the word controlling. Controlling to me is white knuckling in the car, you know. That's what it feels like to me. It feels tense. It feels like my shoulders are tense. It feels like my mind is focused and unbending and closed, and it doesn't feel good. And there are times in our lives when that's pretty much what we think we have to do, white knuckle it and hold on tight and keep our control and keep our sanity through that focus. And It's not where the lesson is. It's not where the good stuff is. For me, it's not where the creativity is. It's not. It's not where the love and the patience is for my mom and her situation. It's not where all of the healing that I've done all through these years around family dysfunction and generational trauma, the healing space isn't found in the control. It's when I breathe and learn and let go. And just sit in that, that all of that good stuff comes rushing back. It's almost as if someone's saying, okay, you've done the work, you've healed through that. Now take a breath and deal with things in that space from that perspective, from that mindset. And that mindset is where the trust lives. That's where the joy lives. That's where the confidence lives. That's where the open-mindedness lives that's where new strategies live. And when we can center ourselves in that space, we can actually physically feel the stress training from our body. And then we can become aware that everything happens for our higher good. So something to be found in all of this experience, there's something to be found in the clothes dryer tumbling. It may not be going exactly the way I imagined it was going to go but there's still wonderful space in there to grow what I need to grow. And you know what's coming next. What I'm gonna grow in that space is gonna inevitably end up being better than what I would have grown in the space that I desire to grow this stuff in. You know, when I'm clear about this, I realize it's always worked that way in my life. Always the great comes when I breathe, learn, and let go. And somehow my higher self knew that. I don't think it was random that I just fell upon the Pinterest meme. So here I am, attempting to balance the triangle, attempting to put into place all of the things that I have in the piles, on my desk, in my mind. So here I am, being an active part of my son's life, assisting in creating his best life ever, being and doing and creating the life I want to live, and being a part of and attempting to assist my mother in these unchartered waters of this phase of her life. These are three pretty heavy points of a triangle, but I'm breathing, I'm really open to learning, and I'm definitely letting go. And that's going to be your assignment, too. I love to give little assignments in my podcasts. Definitely left over from the teaching days. But we got this. Breathe, learn, and let go. Oh, yeah, and drink coffee. There's always coffee. See you next time.